Welcome to Crosslink Community Church Podcast, where we prize Jesus, make disciples, and love people well. We are so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe you will be more acquainted with the heartbeat of God through today's message. Morning, everybody. Can you hear me okay? Morning. Why well, get this all set up? I'm gonna. I don't have any story to tell like Jeremy does. Uh, beginning of service, so I, you know, if you know me. I'm a dad joke guy, kind of guy, so I'm going to tell you a dad joke. My wife is probably sweating right now, so, but I'm going to tell you this joke I heard a couple days ago. So how do you put an astronaut baby to sleep? Anybody know? You rock it. So, I know it's pretty bad. So, um, <laughs> Thank you. I know I don't have a career in... Com- being a com- uh, comedian. Um, I'm going to go ahead and dismiss the kids because um, I've got a um, big, bold, yellow thing on my iPad here. Dismiss the kids. So if you're a part of that, go ahead and go back to uh, Kid City uh, and get ready to be taught by those uh, teachers back there and, and be able to worship. So um, thanks. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come and uh, speak a little bit uh, this morning, uh, something that God's put on my heart uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, I was supposed to preach last Sunday uh, but Billy was um, out of town this week, so he and I kind of rotated rotated um, Sundays. So uh, we're going to be in Psalms 46. Uh, this morning we're going to spend the entire time, and then we'll jump over to, to Psalms 116 uh, at the very end of service. So let's go ahead and pray, and then um, I'm going to go ahead and read, and then we'll jump right in. Dear Father, just thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity um, to share what you've put on my heart. First and foremost, uh, I want you to shut my mouth where, where I want to speak uh, and open it only where you want me to speak. Uh, Lord, I just pray that um, I'm going to mess up a couple times. I'm going to lose my place where I'm at in my outline. But Lord, I just pray that that's not a distraction for what you are trying to do uh, here at Crosslink. So Lord, I just pray you be with us as we jump uh, feet first into Psalms 46 and to hear what you have to say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so let me do something really quick because I should have done this before service. Bear with me. Okay, so um, let me go ahead and read Psalms 46 uh, as we jump right in. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and flip to uh, Psalms 46. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth will give way and the mountains will fall into the heart of the sea. Through its waters roar and foam, and mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her to break, uh, at the break of day. Nations will, are in uproar. Kingdoms will fall. He lifts his voice. The earth's melt. Verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob, and it is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Number, verse 10, this is where we're going to spend the meat of our, our time. Be still and know that I am God. I will, exalt, I will be exalted among all nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Psalms 46. Let me give you a little bit of context 
of what's going on here. So um, <clears throat> there's a lot of scholars out there. There's a lot of commentaries that say uh, two individuals or two people uh, could have written this psalms. Uh, the sons of Korah, which is a temple assistant, uh, or David. Possibly David penned this after, after he battled an uh, enemy of Israel and um, just wanted to kind of revel in who God was. So for, this, for, the, for our purpose time this morning, we're going to go with David as being the author of Psalms. So this short 11, 11 verse chapter, Psalms 46, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of things going on. Um, but I, I, I want us to um, really focus on the buildup to verse 10. Um, you've all have heard, be still and know that I am God. It's on graphics, on t-shirts, on coffee mugs. Um, it's out there. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping to be able to share with you what God has given me, um, how impactful verse 10 is, um, those first nine verses leading up to it, how impactful that is, not only for, for uh, who God is and telling us who God is, but it's very impactful for us uh, to, re- to not only understand that, but to rely on those things. So let's go back to verse th- 1 through 3. Let's, let's reread those and we can kind of give a little bit of uh, background on what's going on here. <clears throat> God is our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, therefore, he will not fear. Um, therefore, we will not fear. Through the earth will give way, the mountains will fall to, into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roam, or roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. So um, as we read those three verses it tells us a few things about, about the characteristic or the attributes of God. Um, it tells us that um, he is our refuge and our strength. We've heard that all through Scripture. God is our refuge and our strength. Um, but I want to kind of focus in on a word there that kind of jumps off the page, um, present. Um, I know it's a simple word, but there's a big meaning that goes along with that word present. What does that mean, to be present? I mean, we're present here. We're, we're here right now. We're here in this space. We're here in this building. We're here in this moment. But God is present everywhere. You might have heard of God saying that God was omnipresent. So what that means is we can only be here in this building right now. We can't be back home. We can't be out to lunch. But God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. He is here with us. He is next to us. He's ahead of us. He's holding us up. He's present in here, but he's also present somewhere else. So that, that to me, that brings a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of hope, a lot of um, clarity, because I may be in a struggle right now. I may be in a challenge right here and right now. I may be in a season of life that I got to stay in this moment. But I know God is here with me. He's present, but he's also on the other side of it. Um, he's already worked it out. We just have to be still and know that he is God. Um, so how many, and, if, and I'm going to be completely transparent and honest, I'm sure there's other people in this room as well. Do you ever challenge that statement that God is here with us? Um, have you ever been in a season of life, a struggle where you question that? You question, where's God? How come God's not here? God's left me. I've done something terrible. God's left me. But I'll tell you, um, it says right here, it says that he is our ever-present help. He is here with us. He never leaves us. In all actuality, it's us that leave God. 
uh, we leave God because he's not fixing this struggle. He's not fixing this issue that I'm dealing with the way that I want. So we think God's not there. So he's left us. But in all actuality, we put our pride, we put ourself before God. Does that make sense? Um, I just, I, it just, it jumps off the page. You know, the more I, the more I spend time with Jeremy, the little words stick out the most in scripture. I've read this, I read this chapter a thousand times if I've read it once, but never have I ever thought about what the word present means. So Colossians 1, 17, Jeremiah 23, 20, 23 through 24, both speak of God being present everywhere all the time. And since God is our refuge and our strength, and our present help, we should not fill in the blank. We should not fear. Amen. We should not fear. But how many times do we do that? We get in a tough situation where we do fear. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my job. You know, if I if 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 this this happens, or I'm going to my marriage is on the rock. So I go completely into panic mode, and I don't sit and just be in the presence of God and allow God to to work in that. So let's go ahead and read four, four, four through six. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is, God is in, within her. She shall not fail. God will help her break at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Sound familiar? Um, kingdoms will fall. He lifts his voice and the earth's, earth melts. So let's talk a little bit about the living water. We all know what the living water is. What, is. what does water do? Water quenches our thirst. Speaking of, I'm going to have a drink of water real quick. That was a good segue. So what does living water do? It gives us life. So it says right here, the, living, the, the river whose streams make glad the city of God. Revelations 22, 1 through 2 says this. It talks about the angel. We all know who the angel is, is Jesus. Uh, showing the river of life throwing, flowing through the middle of the city. It says that the city of God is a safe place and is secure from her enemies. So no one can attack that river. No one can attack that, that uh, city. Uh, back, back in this time in the Bible, they always would have one stream um, that would flow into the city in case they ever became under, under a siege and they cut off water supply. They always had a stream that came through the city to give life to that city. Jesus is our, Jesus is our life, our water, our living, our living water. Um, it also says in here, and then this, this, to me, this is really powerful. It says that his voice melts the earth. S sit and think about that for a second. His voice. I mean, he just says one thing and it, and it's existence. It's, it's stopped. It's, it just happens because his voice says it. Um, in Mark 4.39, even Jesus commanded the storm when he was on the boat, commanded the storm for the sea to stop. And what did it do? It instantly stopped because of his voice. So let's read verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It talks about um, God being our stronghold, being our fortress. Um, in a war, I, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, we had men's ministry last uh, yesterday, and Darren uh, was um, leading us, and it made me think of this. Uh, we talk about the condition of the heart. We talked about David and, and Goliath, but it hit me on the way home. 
um, that, that out of this verse. And here's what, here's what God gave me. When we're in a war, or let's say when the U.S. Army is in a war, Marines, Navy, whoever, is in a war, what happens when they get overrun? They have a fallback point. They have a point where they know that they can go, and there's reserves, there's help, there's, there's security in that point. Same thing, same thing with God. What should we do when we're in, we're in a trouble, in a season, or in a valley, anxieties overran us? We can fall back. We can fall back. It's not a sense of, a sense of um, surrender. Um, it is, in a way, because we're surrendering to God's Spirit, but you know, all the guys would understand this. You know, we, we don't want to have a sense of humility or a sense of secure, uh, uh, surrender because we feel like that's weak. But in all actuality, when we pull back to that point, when we fall back to that point, we're allowing someone that's much powerful than us, more stronger than us. Um, he's our fortress. He's our point where we go and we can be renewed. So um, there, is, there is a word. Um, it's not in the scriptures that we read, but if it's, if it's like your, my Bible, I have it off to the side. We're going to come back to that word in a second. Um, as I was preparing for this, I kept going back to that word. Um, and there was a sense of, um, my wife and I had a conversation on how to pronounce it, so I'm hoping that I pronounce it correctly. It's a Hebrew word, so she's, she's well-schooled me on how to, how, to, how to say that word. So we'll come back, come back to that word here in a second. So let's go to verse, um, verse 8 and 9. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to, end, to, to the ends of the earth. He breaks the, the bow, shatters the spear, and burns the shield with fire. Once again, just by him speaking, he, he, he is over everything. He brings things to the earth. He can make war cease. Um, in this verse, it talks about the power of God. He brings desolation uh, to the earth. He makes war cease by just putting it into, putting it into voice, putting it into word. Um, I, see, I hope you're seeing what I'm seeing as we're going through each verse. I wanted to break them down because at the very end when I wrap up, you'll see all of these things kind of fall into place um, into verse 10. So before I read, before I read verses 10 and 11, I'm just going to recap. So the first nine verses prior to these last two, it shows us the attributes of God. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious um, I'll just go through them. I mean, they're really, they're really, they're right there, right in front of us. God is our refuge. God is our strength. He is our present help. He's there with us. He's our protector. He is the river of life. And then he is our stronghold. So as we're reading this, I don't know if you caught it. Um, I didn't. I, I was listening to um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Mark Driscoll, and he had done a sermon on this, and I thought it was kind of ironic. Maybe, maybe you caught it. I didn't. I'm not, I'm not that smart, but maybe, maybe you caught it. Um, the first nine verses, and I'm not an English major, it's in third, ver a third person. They're telling us about the attributes of God and who God is. And then it flips to verse 10, to, to first person. And who is that first person? It's God. He is speaking directly to us. He is giving us, knowing that we just read the first nine verses, he's giving us his attributes. He's giving us his characteristics. He's giving us 
who we feel, or not feel, know who God is. And when we're in that, in that struggle, when we're in that season of life, that we reflect back onto those attributes. So let's go ahead and read verse 10. I'll read it a couple times. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So there's a, there's a couple of scriptures throughout um, the rest of the Bible, but two of them kinda, I kind of gravitate, gravitated to. Um, Exodus 14, 14, it says, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Psalms 37, 7 through 8, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret. When men, men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked, wicked schemes, tells us to refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads to, uh, leads, leads to evil. So I, I, you know, one of those things, again, like I said, the more I, more I spend time around Jeremy, when I read scripture, things start to, and even in our spiritual leadership team, things, things start to jump off the page almost instantly when I start reading the scripture that I've, that I have read a thousand times. In this particular one, it is God is strictly, or excuse me, God is directly speaking to us, to me, to you um, in that verse. He's telling us, listen, you just read the nine verses prior. You know who I am. You know what I can do. So why are you fretting? Why are you why are you in uh, anxiety? And I know, trust me, I am in that. I am in that. I've been in, the, I've been in a season right now. Some of you may know, may not know uh, the story, but it's, it's become very clear as I've been reading this and preparing for, for this Sunday that all I need to do is sit and be still. I don't need to fight. I, don't, I just sit there and let God fight. Put my hands in my pocket and let God work out. And all, all I have to do is to do the next right thing that God wants me to do. So um, after I, after I kind of um, started putting my notes together, I, I came up with some questions. So I'm going to ask you all some questions. You don't have to answer, just in your mind kind of think through. Have you ever been in a war or a battle or even a struggle against something that you know you cannot beat? You know you cannot beat it. You cannot do any things to fix it. Can you think of a time when you're full of anxiety? or experience a sincere feeling of being lost. I know I have. Been alone without any clear direction. You feel like you just, you're spinning your wheels in the mud. You're trying to push um, molasses up a sandy hill or keep back the ocean with a broom. You just, everything you do, it's just, it's for naught. I know I can. I know I can recall a bunch of situations where I feel that way. Um, and this is kind of a side trail, rabbit trail. But when I'm in those moments, I'll be honest with you, I don't, revert, I don't revert back to this. You know who I revert to? I revert for people that are I can physically see and touch. Don't know if that's the right thing, but I can speak. I can call friends up. I have a community of guys that I can call and say, guys, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I need some prayer. I, need some, I just need some, somebody just to kind of walk this through. And then inevitably... I start to revert back to the attributes of God. He's our stronghold. I mean, like I said it just a little bit ago, he is our refuge. 
He is our strength. He is our present help, meaning he is here with us right now. He's our protector. He's our river of life. And he is our stronghold. So let me just say, I'm I'm honored that Jeremy asked me to come up here and and do this and stand up here and bring what God's placed on my heart. But I got to tell you, (laughs) there's been... There's been many times, if I'm honest, that I have the attitude of fake it till I make it. Put a nice smile on my face. You have no idea what I'm going through. But God does. God is there with me. Right? You guys alive? So, yeah, when we are going through that struggle, we tend to stumble and fall. Not tend to. We will stumble and fall. If we rely on our own selves our own strengths, our own brain power, our own heart, we're going to fail. But that, that scripture, I believe in my heart wholeheartedly, those eight words, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Carry a lot more weight. It was funny, the side story. Uh, yesterday, I played golf with a couple of guys, and we, they made a comment. I won't, I won't name the names. Josh um, said, how many times are you going to cry this morning? And I said, I'm, I'm hoping that I don't, but I'm, I'm fighting them back now. But it, it, it is, it's so reassuring as you read that scripture. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted among the earth. Like I said before, and I'll repeat them again because I think it's worth repeating a third time. Our refuge, God is our refuge. He's our strength. He's our present help. He's our protector. He's our river of life, and he is our stronghold. Okay, so let me, let me go back to, let me backtrack a little bit to that to that word. You're all kind of anxiously trying to figure out what that word is. I'm, you sh- I'm sure if you got a Bible like mine, you probably have it off to the side. And this will impress Sierra because I actually did a little research on this word. So um, that word is Selah. Did I say it right? Selah. So I, I, I kept focusing on that word as I was reading the scripture and preparing my outline. I kept going back to that word. I'm like, it's in, it's in the Bible. It's in Psalms. Um, it's also in Habakkuk. Um, It's in the Bible 47 times. 71 of those, if you're interested, 71 of them are in Psalms, and the remaining ones are in Habakkuk. So basically, what does that mean? What does that word mean, Selah? It appears, like I said, it appears at the end of verse 3, at the end of verse 7, and again at the end of verse 11. So Selah, it's it's a Hebrew word meaning to pause or to reflect. Um, It's also a musical notation. So there you go, Sierra. Um, to rest, to pause, to rest. So I, got, I went back and I started reading those, those three verses. So let's go back and read those three verses. So in verse three, therefore, therefore the waters roar and the foam, uh, and, foam and the mountains quake in their, str- their surging. Verse seven, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And then it ends in verse 11, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So when you see that word, we're called to pause. I mean, you know, he talks about, he talks about in verse three, 
There's a lot going on there. There's a lot of surging, a lot of, lot of things going on around us. So we're supposed to pause and think about that for a second. Just like now. I mean, you, if you're honest and if you watch the news, a lot of things are going on in the world. So we're, we're called to pause, to reflect upon what's going on. And then he jumps to verse 7 and verse 11. It talks about the Lord is almighty. He is with us. So when we see those things on TV, when we see those, those terrible things that happen, um, or we see what's going on out, out in, the, in the world, we're supposed to pause. But then we're supposed to go back. Like I said, repeated a fourth time. Our refuge our strength, our present help, our protector. He's the river of life in our stronghold. So I, I think looking at, looking at that word, I think it's a good combination uh, of the first two, to pause and to reflect upon what we just read, what we just saw, what we just witnessed. Um, but not only pause and ref- reflect, but to also go back to those things about the attributes. We talk about verse 1 through verse 9. It talks about who God is. So when it does ramp up to verse 10, it tells us to be still. We're not just supposed to be still. We're supposed to go back and reflect and pause upon those things that we know who God is to give us courage, to give us um, the, the love that God has for us, hope that God provides us. Sometimes God is doing something in us or even through us um, that we need to stop, be still, and allow our mind, body, and heart to be refreshed and to come in alignment with God. I don't know about you, but I I have about a thousand things going through my mind right now, Um, going through and reading this, and I'm trying to push them to the side. Um, Have you ever done that? Have you ever... Sunday night, when you go to bed, you're thinking, oh, man, I got to do this Monday. I got to do this Wednesday. Your mind's going 100 miles an hour. I mean, mine does. Um, it's like, you know, there's different things going on. But in those moments, in those moments of despair, in those moments of where we're just, we just can't collect our thoughts, take our thoughts captive. And in the moment, be still and know that I am God. I just I I I think just the the word Selah being in the Bible that many times, I feel like there is a that is supposed to tell us something. Not only the not only the scriptures, but that word to stop, to pause, to reflect on the attributes of God. So if we're honest, if we if we if we think about David being the one that wrote this scripture, wrote this verse. David was called a man of man after God's own heart. You've heard that? Where God, where, um, in Scripture it says David was a man after God's own heart. If you know anything about David, we talked about it yesterday in men's group. David did a lot of bad things. Yes, he became the king of Israel. Yes, he did defeat Goliath. But he also, infidelity, sent a guy to the front lines to get killed. He did a lot of questionable, scary things. But in those moments, in those moments of his pain and struggle, he always reflected back to what he wrote here, to be still and know that, he is, that, that I am God. Jesus, Jesus even went in the Gospels. It talks about Jesus going to the garden before his, before his crucifixion. 
to be still and to, to, to sit in the presence of his Father. So if, if, if it's good enough for Jesus, it should be good enough for us. There's just something special. I, I just I go back to that. I know I've read it a thousand times. Um, I just feel like there's something special and wonderful that happens in those moments when we pause and reflect and let God speak to us in the situation that we're in. It not only it, let me let me be honest. How many how many people have thought this? When you stop and you pray to God for a second, you pray that that you're in a situation, you're in a struggle. You're in a season of life, and you pray pray for that. Does your situation always change? No, mine doesn't. But I know what does change. It's our heart. Because we can now come in alignment with God's when we're in those moments. So as I have, I, and I, I was making a, a joke yesterday. I told him, actually this morning, Sierra asked me, how long am I going to preach? And, and I said, it could be, we could be early for lunch or we could be late for dinner. So it looks like we're probably going to be early for lunch, so I'm going to have Sierra come up and go ahead and prepare for the closing song as I kind of wrap up and kind of bring kind of things together. I want to give you five things um, that I think happen when, we're, when we're, we pause and be still. Number one, it gives us time to rest. We're tired, gives us time to sit and just rest. Psalms 23, 2 and 3 say this. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I I love that part. My grandmother used to always say that. You know, you lay down in in green pastures and and you're just sitting there and you just by still water. Just kind of, have you ever sat by still water and just just listen and just, just watch it run? Two. It gives us clarity in that battle or in that struggle. Gives us clarity not to, not to know how to fix it, but revealing how God is in it with us. Isaiah 41.10 says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Psalms 43, or excuse me, 46, 1 and 3. God is our refuge, our strength, our ever-present help in trouble. Number three, it gives us hope. Um, and I, om- I, I almost think it's ironic to, to see when Billy preached yesterday, he ta- or last week, he talked about joy. Um, the songs we sung this morning was about who God was. And then the, the, the scripture that we're reading here, it gives us the attributes of God. It's amazing how God works through all of that stuff. He gives us hope. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may be abound in hope. Romans 15, 4 says this, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that, so that through the endurance taught in Scripture and the encouragement they brought, we might have hope. Right here, we just read Psalms 46. I don't know about you, but that gives me some hope. Um, it gives me hope when I'm in trouble. And uh, the next one is give thanks. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says this. Rejoice always and pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, 
for this is God's will for, for you in Christ Jesus. Though it's, uh, for me, it's tough. I don't know about you, but it's tough to give thanks when I'm having all these things pressing down on me. Uh, but it's amazing when you stop and be still and you do give thanks, how your perception and your, and your um, mindset will change. The last one, um, actually, there's two more. I said there was five, but there's, there's quite a few. Um, it gives us the opportunity to hear God's voice. In those midst of struggle, we have a lot going on uh, in the world, you know, with jobs and family and kids uh, and just life in general. Life's hard sometimes, and we have a lot of clutter in our heads. I know I do, and it's hard to calm that down. It's hard to find moments in time uh, when, when we are busy to kind of just sit and listen for his soft, still voice. Um, I think it's ironic that there's something to Jesus being called the what? The shepherd. And we're called the sheep. So if you go back and you kind of do a little bit of research on shepherds and sheep, um, the sheep could be up on the hill. And as soon as they hear the shepherd's voice, they do what? They come running. Because they know his voice. So how cool is it when you're sitting in those moments and you are just stressed to the gills and you sit and you hear that or a phone call comes through. Um, it may not be an audible voice uh, that God's speaking to you. It could be someone calling you. It could be a song. It could be a simple word. It could just be something that jumps off the page at you, like the word present, that God is present with us. Um, I'd like to add one more. Uh, I think it wraps up those, those different things um, that we glean from this. Um, and it would be um, in those moments, I know we're supposed to be called to be, be still and know, but there's an element of praise. I don't think you can do these other, these things above it without having a, a heart for praise and worshiping who God is. I mean, it tells us who he, who he is, his attributes in the scripture, in these, in these 11 short verses. Um, I just think there's something that, that magically happens when we can sit and hear his voice, know who he is, gives us hope. We, we, we give a, a, a return of thankfulness, but if we could just sit and pray and sit and praise his name, whether it's singing songs or just reflecting on everything that he's given us. Because we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for God. I fully believe that. Things happen for a reason. You're here for a reason. You're here in this, this building right now in this moment. You're present here because he puts you here. Don't, don't, don't ever lose that. Um, yeah, you got in your car. You drove here. You might have stopped and got a cup of coffee. I'm going to church. But God is pushing you that way. You're here by not by happenstance, you're here for a reason. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read one more scripture. Um, actually, I'm going to read, um, I'm not going to read 61, Isaiah 61. Um, I don't know if you've ever um, read this, but it, it, this is what jumped off the page to me. So we're in, when we're in those moments where we're struggling and we lose sight of God. Not that God's lost sight of us, we've lost sight of God. We've left God. It calls us, uh, Isaiah 61. In times of heaviness, we are called. Can you talk? In times of heaviness, we are called to put on the garment of praise. I think something 
happens in that moment when we can just sit and fully be engaged in praising who God is. Our troubles are still here. Our troubles are still behind us. We're still hauling them behind us. But when we can stop in that moment and just reflect on who God is, and I'll, I'll pull a, a, something we talked about yesterday in men's group, the condition of our heart, I think is vitally important that if we can change the, 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 the condition of our heart in those moments, I mean, but let me backtrack. Let me say it this way. We can't change our condition of the heart, but God can. God can. So um, let me read. Let me read one more time. Um, 4610. I know I've read it a bunch of times, but I'm hoping that I've made, a, made some sense of connecting those first nine verses to how important verse 10 is. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. Not if I get exalted, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. Not if I get exalted, I will be a declarative. I don't know what that's called in English, but he's declaring a fact. So let me wrap up by saying a few things. Those two words, be still, be still. What does that mean to us? To me, it means this, stop speaking, close our mouths and open our ears. I know it's hard for me. I mean, if you're, you ever ask my kids or my wife, it's hard for me to close my mouth sometimes. But in those moments, close our mouths and open our ears. Stop questioning. Stop, don't, don't question if God's there. Don't question if God's left me. Don't question it. Just believe. Have a childlike faith. Believe that he is working all things out, not for our glory, but for his glory. Listen to his voice. Quiet our minds. Quiet our hearts. And just sit and listen for the shepherd's voice. The third and fourth word in that, in that uh, um, chapter, or excuse me, verse 10, it says, and know. Stop doubting. Stop doubting. I know that's easier said than done, but if we can get in alignment and have our hearts in aligned with God's, we should never doubt. We say that, we, we say that we're in alignment with, with God, but as soon as something hard hits, we're over here saying, man, I, God, you just left me. I don't know if this is ever going to work out. I don't know what's going to happen. Have the faith in God. Romans 10, 17 says this, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word. The last four words in this says that I am, that I am God. God is almighty. God is in control. God is love. God is the king of our life. God is our hope. God is our cornerstone. I don't know if you know much about building, but when they would start, they would put a cornerstone down and build everything around that. Hmm, that's kind of interesting um, that if we put our life on that cornerstone and build everything around that, how much better would it be? God is our present help. God leads us. He protects us. God never fails. He has complete and ultimate power. There's no if, complete. 
There's another word that would be a good sermon to talk about the word complete. God is complete power. God is our father. Just like we sung, he's a good, good father. So I like to, um, as, I, as, I, as I wrap up, I like to read, I like to read Psalm 16, or 116, 5 through 9. It'll go up on the screen. Um, and when I was preparing for this, um, I was listening to this song that Sierra's going to sing, and they bring this up in the song. Um, the, the song uh, leader, the worship leader, says this verse, and I just feel like it, it, it just kind of wraps everything up in a nice little box and puts a bow on it of what we just talked about this morning. So let's go ahead and read it. Isaiah 116, 5 through 9. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. And I, when I was in great need, he saved me. But at rest once more, all oh my soul, for the Lord has been good to me, to you. For you, O oh Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my ears from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. So as I close, before I pray, I just want to say these last few words. As I mentioned in the beginning, um, one of the reasons that this chapter, this verse, this psalmist um, is so important, I, th I think it kind of gives an insight to who, what David was thinking in the moment in his circumstances. He was experiencing a war. He was coming off of a high from beating, maybe potentially beating a, a, an enemy of Israel. We're not in a physical war, you and I. We don't suit up and go to war. But we are in a war of our mind, a, more, a war of our hearts. Um, but I just want to say, I, just, I, I, I truly, truly believe um, as we face these, ba these battles, this chapter, this verse, this, this 11 verses in Psalms 46 is so relatable. I know it's relatable to me. Um, as I'm, as I'm delivering this, this message, more things are coming to my mind about who God really is and how he speaks into my life. I'm hoping that you can sense, sense him here. Um, so I, I appreciate the opportunity to come and share a little bit. I'm hoping that my stumbling and my, my shortfalls didn't hinder who, uh, who God was and you coming in connection with him. So as I pray um, and Sierra sings this song, uh, you know that we have places on the side of the stage. There'll be a bunch of us there to pray with you. Um, if you want to come up here and just worship who God is, feel free to do that. Um, but I'll ask you to stand. But as, we do, but as I do that, I'm going to go ahead and pray first. Lord, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for um, taking Psalms 46 and being able to share who you, who you are, your attributes, I think the, the one that sticks out to me is that you're our present help. You're always present. You're there with us. Even in, even in when we don't feel that you're there, you're constantly pursuing, constantly um, just trying to um, work things out for your glory. Lord, I just, I just thank you so much for each individual in this room. Thank you for the families that they represent. I want to pray a special prayer for Jeremy and his family that they can relax um, and be able to be renewed when they come back next week. Lord, we just love you.
we believe in you, but just, Lord, just help us when we have that unbelief. For it's your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Crosslink Community Church Podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.crosslinkchurch.com or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 1020 a.m. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single message and share with a friend. Thank you again for listening.